In the men's pants section of a department store, a killer wraps a khaki pant leg around their victim's throat. As the inseam restricts their airway, the dying shopper nabs a pair of slacks off the clearance rack and hides a price tag in the back pocket. Is it a clue to the murder? Is it a hint at the motive? No. It's Dying Message, the detective anime mystery podcast. Welcome to Dying Message, where each week we watch detective anime along with a mystery guest. Today's case, Detective Conan Episode 2, Company President's Daughter Kidnapping Case, known in the U.S. as Case Closed Episode 2, The Kidnapped Debutante. I'm your lead investigator, Noah Max Levine, although if I take a new name by looking over my shoulder at two books on my bookshelf, I become Jasper Stevenson, Detective. The Kidnapped Debutante? Yes, that's what they called this episode in America. She's, she's 10. You can be a young debutante. I've, Have you not heard of like the debutante pageants and debutante balls? And... I feel like that has like a certain meaning, like a Southern Belle, like probably like 15. And yeah, like she's like, oh, oh, Papa. <laughs> uh, you just heard some voices. Those are the folks who are joining us. Co-host, mystery guest. We always watch anime and you can find Detective Conan episode two on Crunchyroll. That's where it's currently streaming in the US. If you want to watch it before you listen to the podcast. I mean, we're going to spoil it, but make lots of jokes. So it'll still be fun to listen even if you don't watch, but uh, that's where I would find it if I were you. It's a good episode. So let's bring in our resident anime expert, Michael Savitsky, who continues to live with me and watch a lot of anime. Now, in our personal timeline, we were on Twitch yesterday streaming a Japanese Nintendo Switch game, Tabe Oja, about food monsters. Uh, Michael, does this mean that we have finally made it? We've made it. We constructed our own Twitch channel, which is something anyone can do. We've made it. (laughs) We crossed a very low threshold. We uploaded a video to YouTube. We did it. I have 13 followers now. It's big time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) With 13 people, you can... Have a reasonable dinner party? You play a good werewolf game. Hmm. It's one and a half baseball teams? I don't know. <laughs> the look on Nick's face is you don't know how baseball works, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the math in my head. I, I'm trying to figure it out. Ah, whatever. There's, there's nine people on the field. Um, but speaking of fields, Michael, what have you got for us today? Speaking of fields, well, what does this, that is have your, to do with anything? this is your field of expertise. <laughs> I don't know. I, I also uh, no, I forgot to have something this week again. You didn't prepare anything again. <laughs> what were you out riding dogs all weekend? <laughs> okay, well, that's nothing fine. cultural we've, happened again. It didn't pop into chatting. my head. Um, have we talked about Doki Doki before? Doki Doki. Isn't that a like a common onomatopoeia? It's a Japanese sound effect for a heartbeat. Yeah, it's the Japanese onomatopoeia for heartbeat. There you mm-hmm. go. That's your fun fact. Great. Doki Doki is the the Japanese onomatopoeia for a heartbeat, as featured in the N- Doki Doki Panic, the actual name of Super Mario Brothers Two. That's all. <laughs> yeah, they called it that because it was giving a lot of people heart attacks when they played it. I don't think that's it. <laughs> they gave us that because the real Super Mario Brothers 2 is too easy. No, other way around. It was too hard. Oh, too hard. That's what I meant. Yeah, yes. They dumbed it down. That's the thing. 
All right, we we need to get our mysterious guest in here, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited to have him here. Last week, um, with our with our guest Katie, who watched uh, episode one of this anime, it's not quite. T- I'm 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 uh, I'm saying not- too much stuff for you to start the drum roll. Hold on, we'll <laughs> start in a second. I did, I thought. I thought I was coming up real soon. You're com- you're coming up pretty soon. But what I want to tell everybody, including especially our mystery guest, uh, whose name I can't say until I formally introduce him. But Make uh, we'll- <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right. So uh, I was remarking. We brought in Katie for episode one of Detective Academy Q, and we brought her back for episode one of Case Closed. And likewise, we had Nick for episode two of Detective Academy Q, and he's coming back for episode two of this. And last week, I said to Katie, like, "Oh no, we're bringing Nick back for like another bummer of an episode because it's just a kidnapping." But actually, I think the episode you got is better than the one she got, and uh, so I think I, I, I okay. think. We'll, we'll we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Shall I introduce you? Please. Sh- shall we uh, deduce who this is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to play along, uh, the answer to this riddle will be given in, uh, I guess, ten seconds. So skip ahead ten seconds from right now. <laughs> but then come back so you can be right. Yeah. Then yeah, come back so you can uh, impress friends and family that you know the answer to all this. All right. Who is who is our mystery guest? Ooh, that's a nice drum roll. Our guest in this episode is an improviser with Philly's longest-running comedy show, End Crowd Improv. He's director of the currently virtual mall-slash-cruise ship improv show, Smoke Break. He's a musician as part of the band Science Club, and one time he solved the mystery of the bodily poop smell. I've cracked the case. It's Nick Elmer. Hey! Hi, thanks for having me. Our most mysterious, mysterious guest introduction ever. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Because we could have, it could have all been a red herring. We could have really thrown them off the scent. Have you ever done that? Have you ever lied? Have you ever lied about uh, who the, the host was or the guest was? No, but <laughs> it would be fun if we had like another friend who w- did impressions of all our other friends. Oh, that would... <laughs> and brought them on the podcast just pretending to be you. <laughs> that sounds like a way to like lose friends. That sounds like a real quick way to lose a bunch of friends. I mean, it could be easier for scheduling the podcast to just have one person and and have them be lots of different guests. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I'm I'm really excited to uh, to be back. I know uh, I know I've been on second episode, and uh, I kind of got the reputation I think for being the only person who didn't like that anime. <laughs> to me, it means I'm the only person who told you the truth. Oh, no, we certainly had people who didn't like Detective Academy Q, for sure, right? Really? Who else didn't like it? Uh, some people weren't crazy about it. Um, so, Nick, since you've been on the podcast twice before, people mm-hmm. can go back to episode two of the podcast and episode 10 of the podcast to find more of you. Sure. Um, but give us, like, the uh, Spark Notes version, you and anime, you and mystery, you and detective anime. Where did you f- fall? Yeah. I, I've been on this twice and I haven't mentioned this yet, which I think is strange. I don't think I've mentioned it, but I was president of my college's uh, anime club, uh, which was a very uh, a distinguished title I earned by showing up. And uh, it was uh, very fun, uh, exposing a bunch of anime, uh, a lot of stuff that I didn't enjoy, but also stuff I did enjoy, planned multiple <laughs> trips to Otakon. Uh, I, I really like, I, I, I'm on and off with anime. It's never like a consistent thing in my life, but I do enjoy it when I enjoy it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this specifically, uh, because this has been something that I've seen often. And I, I, I remember seeing commercials for it on like adult swim when it first debuted as like K 
case closed. Yep. And like Adult Swim was all just like real mature, kind of adult, like big kid anime. And uh, I remember seeing this little boy solving mysteries and thinking, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I'm not going to stay up late to watch that. Yeah, I'm uh, going to watch that that dog demon look for crystal <laughs> shards with his girlfriend from the future. Yeah, I want a feudalistic uh, fairy tale um, for, for big kids. Uh, but it was always like an anime that like it never went away. It like I I don't know if you guys know this, but you're covering an anime that has over a thousand episodes. Well, actually, uh, uh, episode one thousand just came out. It ju- did it's, it? It's, uh, it's just available on Crunchyroll. They also have like a gajillion movies and yeah. side episodes, so they're well over a thousand in technically. But we yeah. know. Yeah. So, so like, I know <laughs> it's a know. force. I know it's a force in the uh, the medium in the community. So I I was excited for the opportunity to finally enjoy it. I think I put off some of these long uh, these long series like uh, One Piece, but like once I dig in, uh, I usually end up enjoying them. Two things about this: one, you can't access most of the episodes in the U.S. Like right now on Crunchyroll, you can get episodes one to forty-three, and then like seven hundred eighty to a thousand. And you can also <laughs> get the DVDs. Uh, you can still find them, but they're a little expensive, mm-hmm. and those go up to like episode one forty. Okay. And then all the episodes in the middle are pretty pretty hard to get your hands on. The other thing is like the plot doesn't happen too often, so it's something you can just like watch random episodes of, and you don't necessarily have to watch straight through. So yeah. Yeah, it's got real uh, Murder, She Wrote vibes. Uh, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Put anything, put any episode on. You'll get it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my anime uh, experience. As far as uh, Spark Notes for Mysteries, uh, I like them. They're good. You know, whatever. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. um, and, a cert- and apart from having caught some of that stuff on Adult Swim, some of Case Closed on Adult Swim, uh, Detective Anime, you saw Detective Academy Q a couple episodes. I did. You want me to talk about that? I didn't like that. I did not like that show. <laughs> I did not like it when I was on episode two. I did not like it talking with you. I did not like it watching episode 10. I did not like it watching it again. That's, no. that's you. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. I'm, I'm Sam. I am about anime. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it, it, I did not enjoy that. I'm happy you two enjoyed it. I'm happy you two enjoyed it. Wait, are we talking about Sam I Am now? All no, right, you're Sam I Am, and we're the <laughs> okay. other character. We're the other character bringing you on different vehicles and trying to feed you green eggs in Detective Academy Q. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe this is this is the second time I've brought up a problematic author on your podcast. I can't <laughs> believe that. Doctor Seuss isn't can- isn't canceled. He's not canceled. Doctor Seuss just... is not canceled. Doctor Seuss is canceled. We're, we're can- <laughs> Dr. Seuss has been canceled. Look, Thank you for bringing down the entire ire of the right-wing media establishment on our podcast today. <laughs> Great. Great. Sorry. We're going uh, to be tweeted at by Ben Shapiro. We're going to be like, there's going to be a whole sec- seg- segment about us on Tucker Carlson tonight. Uh, if I ever heard my name come out of Tucker Carlson's mouth. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, we made it big on Twitch, so it's going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not true. It's not true. Yeah, so before we start talking about this, yeah, I, I don't know, overall, so did you like watching this, Nick? You really want me to get my review right now? I don't know, just like a, just like a vibe. Just give us your vibe. Okay, all right. So, as I said before, watched watched Detective uh, Academy Q for you guys. I'm happy you two liked that show. It seemed like you two really enjoyed that show. <laughs> Michael's shaking his head. Does he like it? Question mark. Michael's frozen for me, but uh, I, I trust that he doesn't enjoy it. I... 
did not like that show. I, I, I'm being honest. I did not like that show. Uh, I thought the animation was bad. I thought the mysteries were bad. I thought I thought the characters were bad. I thought it was bad. <laughs> I watched. Uh, so I came to uh, I came to this one kind of expecting the same vibe. And I can tell you with total honesty, this show rules. <laughs> this show, yeah, this show rules. If I've only seen two episodes of the first and second, love them both. Like uh, they were great. They were great. We'll, we'll go into more detail, but uh, I, I was on board real quick. Nick, to continue to put you on the spot and to not to sideline Michael, <laughs> since you did watch the first episode, do you want to give us a quick like, uh, what? Where are we at coming into the second episode? Because it, it picks up right where that first episode left off. It does. It does. So first episode, we're introduced to a, a prodigy detective, a little, little uh, high school boy who's good at being a detective, idolizes Sherlock Holmes, uh, has built his life around that. Uh, he has a Doc Brown uh, relationship with a local inventor, also has an unrequited uh, love with his childhood friend. Classic anime trope. Classic. And uh, he solves two mysteries throughout his day. Like he bumps into them and solves them. Uh, one was super gross. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> uh, my mouth dropped. My mouth dropped when we saw someone got decapitated. <laughs> then he stumbles upon another mystery. Uh, some men in black. And he's uh, given a poison like a dog being given a, a pill they don't want to eat. And they almost like wrapped up in a piece of cheese. Yeah, yeah. Like hold his mouth closed and like rubbed his throat. Yeah. And then uh, that pill that was supposed to kill him seems to have turned him into a child. And that's the that was the end of the episode. I don't know how we got through the whole first uh, the episode we recorded last week with Katie, episode one, talking about these men in black and not making a men in black joke. (laughs) I I was very like. All he has to go on is that these men in black wear black. And like that describes me and all my friends. Like that's the least <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, descriptive clue you could give a group of people. They're from New York City, I guess. They. Uh... That's what I was thinking when this episode kicked off and like Maury Kogoro was on his way to solve a case where there was a, a kidnapper dressed in black. I'm like, if you're going to run after every like <laughs> incident, like a crime where someone was wearing black, you are going to go to every crime. That's what cr- criminals wear, black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not always. Or black and white stripes if they're a burglar. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're dressed like clowns. Okay, I saw the Batman movies. <laughs> Sometimes they're dressed like penguins. I don't know. Is that how the penguin works? I don't know. <laughs> that was a great recap, Nick. Thank you. Um, we we actually didn't really have the opening song in the first episode, so we didn't talk about it. So now let's let's talk about this opening song. Um, Nick, did you also listen to the? Did I send you the English version as well? You did. Yes. Yeah. That's why I didn't have anything for my. Do you have anything today? My. Do you have anything on an opening epi- an opening theme episode? Is supposed to be the opening theme. I was prepared the whole time. You were prepared the whole time. Well, li- <laughs> this lay is... it on us now. Expert in your field. Yeah. <laughs> this is Mune got Doki Doki by the highs and lows. Nothing that interesting about the highs and lows. They came into existence just before recording this song. They lasted for 10 years and disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, oh, wow. They didn't record any other anime songs and not that many other songs. Some. Uh, and that's that's all. There's nothing interesting about it. And the English version is just su- sung by a random voice actor. Is that what you had told me? Yeah. It was just one of the... Re- I don't think it was... Uh, 
he who shall not be named in the voice acting community. I don't think he was singing songs yet. Yeah, just a random voice actor. Thank you for not mentioning that since Nick has already <laughs> already mentioned Dr. Seuss today. <laughs> <No>. We don't <laughs> need any more canceled people on our podcast. <laughs> Let's talk mostly about the Japanese version first or like, you know, the whole opening. Uh, what do we think? Anyone? <laughs> you looked like you were going to say something, Nick, so we both waited. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. I thought, uh, it's awesome. It's great. I really liked it. You mentioned I play in a band. I play in a punk band. Uh, this like really scratches kind of that uh, that Ramon style punk uh, itch. Earnest, simple, cheesy riff. I like the lo-fi sound of it. Like I, I looked for a recording of this song uh, or tried to see if I could find a copy of it uh, to have because I liked it that much. There are a lot of uh, soundtracks that go with this show. I don't know if this is on any of them. I also don't know that you could find it. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I tried. I found covers, but I didn't want a cover. Hmm. I, there's like the, the electric guitar throughout. There's a lot of um, notable visuals, too. Like the Detective Conan child character standing on like a moving clock kind of in space. Mm-hmm. I say it's very iconic. And the first lyric is, uh, what's, what's the word? Very um, meaningful lyric. It was the first new century in a hundred years. Well, that's the English <laughs> translation, which is pretty close. <laughs> wow. You can say that statement just about any time ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote down one of the subtitles of the from the song, which I, it does feel like either they wrote this song for this show or found something very um, relevant, because the lyric is, the things I tried to understand as a child remain a mystery even as an adult. So like now he's a child who solves mysteries. And yeah. the, the adults are around. Yeah. You did it. You pieced it together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the lyrics aren't great, uh, but <laughs> they're also in another language, so I don't have to worry about them too much. Uh, <laughs> I just like I just like the the riff and that uh, the singing. Michael, you like this song, don't you? Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard it a lot in my life. It's a good song. I've heard it a lot. Yeah. I don't know that you can find it like on Spotify or anything. It's hard to find anime music on Spotify. It's like hit or miss. Especially old stuff. Mm-hmm. This qualifies as old stuff. Oi. <laughs> now let's now let's look at the English version. So actually throughout they didn't change their song as much in the English episodes, but they did a couple of them. And um the ending song too, I think that has an English version. They just re-recorded them all with English singers and lyrics. Did they change the instruments too? Because they sounded a little different. I don't know if that was just in my head or something. The melody of the chorus is a little different when you yeah, start I think to they compare just, them. I think they just redid the song, yeah. Mm, okay. So, like, the verse is very, very similar in terms of what the lyrics are and what they says and what the music is. But then when you get to the part that in Japanese is like, Mune ga doki doki, the beating of my heart, it's, it's very different. And it's a little different in English. Okay. Yeah, the English one is, uh, I'm not going to say it's good. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's good. I. I can't. I can't say that. But I. I also in in the same reality can say that uh, it sounds exactly like the type of song uh, I would have liked and or written in middle school. <laughs> like uh, it, it sound. It's it's a part of me and not a part I'm uh, proud of. But uh, that music is there, mm. and it's, I, I don't think it's good. Do you both love it? Is that what, is that the no, looks I don't. Right I don't care for the dub version. I have serious nostalgia because that's what I heard first, and so I don't hate it. But yeah, but I will listen to both of them and go, oh, this isn't quite as good. 
Mm -hmm. I can't find a credit for the singer of the English version, but it was arranged by Carl Finch, who appears to be a A record producer (laughs) slash member of a Grammy-winning polka dance group. Mm. I didn't know that polka dance groups could win Grammys. (laughs) Yeah, I want to know that category. The polka category is not very competitive. Is that like the primetime Emmys? Is that like what he... he, It was like the primetime version of the Grammys. <laughs> what did he win a Grammy for? Was was it for like, It's his the polka dance group. That's as far as the Wikipedia entry got me. I mean, I know we want it for the polka dance group, but what did the what, what does it say on the Grammy? Bet the best polka okay, dance group. The, na- the name of the group is Brave Combo. <sighs> Awards and honors. They appeared on The Simpsons. Okay. Whoa. Best polka album 1999. <laughs> <laughs> polka Sonic. You know what just happened? When you said polka, I was hearing polka. I thought we were talking about Pokemon. No, the music. (laughs) The music. Okay, that's why I was so uh, confused. Okay, all right. (laughs) It's still kind of surprising to me that polka had a uh, a Grammy category in 1999. Do they still Mm -hmm. give out a best polka album every year at the Grammy Awards? I don't watch them. But maybe I would if it was all polka music. (laughs) Who knows? Try it. Yeah, do all polka Grammys. All right, let's close this door. Um, and I think we should mention at the end of the song that like a door closes and the episode title comes up or a door opens. And this is something that they have always throughout the show. Like the, this, it's like a castle door almost. It's great. I love it. It's great because by only having this door, they don't feature any of the characters in their eye catch and like no skirt shots or anything or anything like that. Just a door. Mm-hmm. Everybody, yeah. everybody uses a door. It's a the great equalizer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the door asks nothing of you, and uh, you ask nothing of it. Yeah, I, it's it's great. It's short. It's not like the uh, the minute long ones they had for like Sailor Moon, where it was just like, "Where is she? Where is she? Where is she?" There she is. Guess that Pokemon. As <laughs> yeah. Pikachu, exactly. <laughs> So at the start of the episode, we find child, now child version of Shinichi Kudo, Mm -hmm. Kudo Shinichi, wrapped up in his very large clothes. Yeah, it takes him way too too many clues to figure out, this great detective to figure out that he has shrunk. There are giant policemen. They're talking about him like he's a grade schooler. Uh, What was that? His clothes are now way too large. Everything is taller than him. He gets winded after running for two minutes. Then he finally looks at a reflection. He's like, what? (laughs) I'm pretty sure if everything was twice as tall as it normally was to me, I'd be like, wait. Yeah, I'm also like, how did he run so far in clothes that are like the pant legs are twice as long as his legs? You can't (laughs) run in that. You fall down. Yeah, and it's just uncomfortable. Like, you know, when you have those jeans that are too long and then let the ends of it get all wet and they're hitting your ankles. Like, that's... It's just, it wouldn't have been a good run for him. Nick, I forget, because I haven't seen you in person in, in over a year or anyone. Uh-huh. Are you also a short person like me? <laughs> Am I short? <laughs> to, have that, to have that pants leg problem? Because that's think, a problem I have I, with I my have pants, pants leg problem. It's called Everybody the Everybody does? Everyone, everyone has that, especially like people who went to school during a certain time where mm-hmm, a certain mm-hmm. style of jeans were popular. Uh, They're coming back too. The, I've I've heard that those are that style's coming back. That kids now hate skinny jeans and they want those jeans back. Yeah, skinny jeans are out. Middle parts are in. Styles are cyclical. I also hear Gen Z is very into uh, listening to detective anime podcasts. I hear that's very hip. <laughs> we 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 love stand we we stand for Gen Z. 
support your detective podcasts. And then meanwhile, we see what ha- is happening with um, Shinichi Kudo. He's the detective. He's now a child. And his girlfriend, not girlfriend. Let's talk about uh, the girl, the not girlfriend character, which is uh, Mori Ron. Can we maybe from this point forward frame her outside of her direct relationship to a, a man? <laughs> Karate champion. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Uh, daughter of a, <laughs> oh no. Daughter of a lawyer. Daughter of a, a daughter brilliant of female a brilliant lawyer. female lawyer, yes. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Do we want to talk about her a little bit? She's awesome. Well, yeah, she she uh the well, the thing that happens now is she's getting home and running into her father, but yeah, let's talk about her. Yeah, I think I think the really smart thing about these first two episodes is that like we're we're seeing all these pieces of the universe kind of like be established and like what their roles are and what they can can and can't do. Uh so like very early on we find out like she has this relationship to a uh, a Conan she uh, is a so good at karate. She can punch through like rocks. <laughs> so like she's she's the heavy. She's the bruiser. She's the strong. She's the muscle of uh, the show. But obviously, like a lot of the show is going to be keeping her in the dark about what's really happening. Oh yeah, that's a that's pretty frustrating because before Child Conan runs into her, uh, they they decide that he has to keep it a secret from her, and he almost tells her anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, a thousand episodes later, he still hasn't, he still hasn't told her. That's, <laughs> I understand that, that conceit. I understand that's a, like a fun part of the show, but their rationalization about why he can't tell her is, n- it doesn't work for me. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Mm. Yeah. We'll get to that really soon, but so first she has a scene with her father, and basically this is important because we learn he's an unsuccessful slob. Yes. <laughs> he's like sitting in a pile of trash, not solving mysteries. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, all right. I don't want to blame him for not solving <laughs> mysteries because he's a slob. But, because again, we yeah, know, that's right. we I'm know a slob. why things are bad for him. It's because there's this genius high school student doing his work for free. <laughs> you haven't watched enough episodes of this to see him consistently get the the mysteries wrong almost every time. He's very, Not every very time. bad. He's very every bad. Every time oh, he okay. actually gets a mystery right, everybody else is like, what? Really? Okay, because, yeah, not to skip ahead, but I thought he was, like, not as good as Conan, but, like, still yeah. was, like, kind of picking up on the clues Conan was laying down for him later on. No, he only becomes famous as a detective because Conan uses him as a meat puppet to solve mysteries through. <laughs> yeah, him. you need to you need to watch episode three, which is where that starts. <laughs> um, next episode. The other thing we learned in this scene is that Shinichi's parents moved to America three years ago, and he's been living in his house alone all this time. Mm-hmm. Great, classic get, anime protagonist. Get rid of those parents. Gone. Don't have to worry about that. Ever. Oh no, the heat's on. I'm gonna I'm gonna run and turn off the heat. It's very loud. In okay, here. go turn off the heat. Let's let's stall. And Nicholas, because the heat turned on, that means you're in our podcast section, the heat, the hot zone. The hot zone. Where we ask hot hot button topic questions. Okay. Um, Universal basic income, yay or nay? Oh, no. Uh, Yay, yay, yay. Have you ever watched the uh, anime Erased? I've seen the first couple episodes, but I need to watch it all the way through. Okay. Because, yeah, this. That's a mystery. That, that is another mystery that I, I think uh, it's a singular mystery across the entire uh, season. But it's also about being a young kid, uh, being an adult turned into a young kid. 
All right, we turned off the heat, but it it still hasn't stopped running yet, which means next hot button uh, topic for you. Popcorn buttons on microwaves. Do oh, you no. use it? No, I don't use it. No. <laughs> you just I'm, you just put in the time that you want. I'm a grown-up and I know what food take what like the times it takes to cook food. I don't need I don't need to be uh, spoon-fed a button for like defrosting chicken and popcorn. Now what I want is a microwave oh, that listens and for And we that... are now out of the hot zone. <laughs> oh, wow. We're out of the hot zone. <laughs> but I'm still I'm still going to say I want a, a microwave that listens for when the pops start to slow down, like it says on the microwave package. Like when you have like three seconds between pops, that's when you need to stop. Like, yeah, exactly. I want exactly. the microwave to listen for that. Then I'll, And then the then microwave door it. opens, and then a little robot hands come. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of us is Wallace, and one of us is Gromit. We'll discuss later. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I'll tell you what's happening. So we're we're setting up this comedy of errors where Ron is on her way to Shinichi's house and mm-hmm. Conan is also trying to get in there uh, because it's his house, but he can't mm-hmm. get in because he's too little. And who <laughs> should come whittle. crashing through the wall except yeah. for uh, Professor Agasa? Mm-hmm. Doc Brown. Now, how does Shinichi convince Professor Agasa that he is Shinichi? Because he's like going to take him to the police. He reads him for the slobby is. That's what he does. this is also a little like infuriating because he he does tell him something he didn't know he knew about the mole on his butt he's like you have a mole on your butt he's like i didn't know he knew that i thought he said only shinichi knows that oh did he he decided shinichi was telling people i don't know why his high school neighbor knew about the mole on his butt with the hair sticking out of it yeah it's just like that question like why does marty mcfly hang out with doc brown why is that his best friend Uh, that's an old man uh, but, you know, you don't know. You don't question it. The professor's inventions are crucial to the success of Detective Gordon. And I don't want to continue to plug this too much, but we'll get the very first invention in episode three next week, which is the voice changing bow tie. So come back and check that out. I saw tons of inventions in the end credits, so I, I know they're coming. <laughs> yeah. They do advertise them quite thoroughly. So, yeah, he does his, like, Sherlock Holmes, I spot something about you and figure out stuff about you in order to convince, like, that he's Shinichi because that's something that Shinichi did which made him insufferable. Mm-hmm. Like, I've deduced that you tripped on your way back from the Columbo restaurant. Columbo, hmm, that's a famous detective. There's a lot of that in this show. Everything is named after a famous detective. Mm-hmm. Well, the town they live in is Baker after Baker Street. Oh. It's a fictional it's a fictional uh, district of Tokyo that they created for the show. Mm-hmm. Although it's basically just Tokyo. <laughs> so he he knows he came back from the restaurant because he was running in the rain. You can tell because only the front of his clothes are wet. And then the mud on his pants is like must have been from the area in front of the restaurant because that's the only place under construction. Also, you got meat sauce in your mustache. You're a slob, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the adults are slobs. Noah sometimes has sauce in his mustache. I will tell you nine out of ten times when I <laughs> shave my mustache, it's because I have just gotten food in it, and I am like, no more. <laughs> yeah. And so they go into the study, and uh, he is now wearing his childhood clothes, which the fact that this is just what he wore as a child, uh, it's like shorts, a blue blazer, and a red bow tie. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. It's maybe a, like partially a school uniform. We don't know, but like who has who has their clothes from when they were tiny, just sitting around, and like in a state that they won't be musty and gross when you put them on. People whose parents pay, care about them 
and their legacy. They, his parents are abroad. They've been gone for two years. <laughs> so there's this thing, Detective Conan episode one, that I think we mentioned a bit last time, which Michael and I watched not too long ago, where they redid these first two episodes as like a 90 minute TV special. And they actually show the scene of him going to his closet and like finding his clothes. I guess lots of people had that question and they're like, let's explain it better. And it was like in a box, you know, but that's a re- that's a retcon that comes like 20 years after the original episode. This is where professor the professor convinces him that he should keep his identity a secret because his they will want to kill him because he still did witness this suspicious transaction last time and if anybody finds out they'll be in they'll be in danger. Mhm. Mhm. But before they can sort everything out, Ron walks in. I I have I have a question. Would you consider Ron the Ron of uh <laughs> 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 um probably i guess or the neville in retrospect you think ron is the neville no maybe not no maybe not no the the book seven neville Uh, no there's no answer to this i I just wanted to do that bit all right let's move on (laughs) all right so 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 they got to do some quick thinking to hide from her and the first thing he does is he finds his dad's glasses which fit his face his child's face his giant child's face they are huge on his face that like his his face is huge the glasses are huge mm-hmm. my main complaint is if i put like pop the lenses out of some glasses and put them in my face you'd, you'd be like why are you wearing glasses with no lenses on them <laughs> yeah. like you would you would notice immediately would you Noah has now put on his uh, lensless glasses frames, everybody. <laughs> uh, I can't tell. I can't tell. Well, we're on webcam. <laughs> I can't tell. That's that's the best we have, webcam. I think it is one of those things where, like, if you see a little kid in a bow tie and a suit and glasses, all you can think of, this is adorable. I don't care what's going on. <laughs> this is just, it's just a, a smart, uh, smart look, cute kid. Good on whoever dressed you. It's important to remember, this gets stressed later on, that like he and Ron have been friends since childhood. So when yes. she was six, he was six, and yes. she should know what he looks like. Yes. It's not like he was turned into another child. He turned into himself <laughs> as a child. Yeah. But he has to come up with a name because she's like, who are you? And he's like, nope. And he looks at his bookshelf, which is full of mystery novels. Comes up with the name Conan Edagawa because he sees a book by Arthur Conan Doyle and a book by Ron Poe Edagawa. Um, Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes author, Ron Poe Edagawa. We talked about like in our episode zero, I think we talked about him a bit. One of the the earliest Japanese murder mystery n- novelists writing very often very like gruesome stuff. He, he wrote some gruesome stuff, but he also wrote about the original Detective Boys and uh, the, the Detective Boys. Yes. Oh, hold on. I have it on my shelf. <laughs> this is great podcast material. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Mike, you're in the hot zone now. Uh, oh, hot topic of the day. I, I, um, how do you know? I'm back. No, no. Hot zone. No. Uh, <laughs> I universal, uh, uh, um, uh, translators. Yay or nay. I'm for it. Yeah, put a battlefish right, battle in my ear. I'm ready to go. Oh yeah. According to uh, the um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, that will cause lots of wars because everyone will be able to understand each other. 
Okay, well, okay, so this is what I grabbed off the shelf. It's The Fiend with 20 Faces by Edogawa Ranpo, which is the no- number one, the first book in the Boy Detective series. The Boy Detective, that's a great name. I love it. It's essentially is a children's book. <laughs> that's what uh, Conan ends up naming his ragtag group of children. Yeah, friends, they're the detective Despite boys. the fact that one of them is a girl. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, in the end credits, there the four of them, the four children, are dressed in like Sherlock Holmes costumes together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you spotted that. Um, the the other <laughs> yeah, thing I, I noticed that deep cut of them dressed up as a uh, Sherlock Holmes. If you played <laughs> if you played Persona Five, the detective in that game is named um, Goro Akechi, mm-hmm. and Edogawa Rampo in this book series uh, has his detective who is Akechi Kogoro. So that's where Akechi comes from, and that's also where Kogoro comes from, which is the name. Mori Kogoro. Right, which is the name of Ron's father. Our drunken loudmouth, yeah. Mm. So they are throwing these references at us left and right. I don't have enough books on my bookshelf to get them all. I will put this back. Don't go into the hot zone. I'll be right back. <laughs> all right, we're in the lukewarm zone. Uh, okay. What, mm. No, I'm like, back. How do you like to make your eggs? Uh, scrambled. Scrambled. Interesting. Okay. That's not true, is it? Yeah. When's the last time we made scrambled eggs? Oh, I geez. always the just last, fry them The last time you. I made eggs. I don't know. Oh I like gosh. scrambled eggs. You like scrambled eggs? Also, like when you tell me I'm in the lukewarm zone, like that's I think scrambled eggs. Like that's the 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 lukewarm yeah egg yeah it's lukewarm egg. So um, okay, so so Conan <laughs> has invented his name. Oops. So he has invented his name Conan Edogawa, and that's why he is Detective Conan because mm-hmm. as a child that is his name. Um, Ag- Agasa also claims that he's like a distant relative of his and asks Ron to take care of him because if he's at Ron's house, her father's a detective, and maybe he'll get some clues about mm-hmm. uh, what happened to him. And if they get at the drug, maybe they can turn him back. Yeah. And she did that thing that a teenager always does when an old man asks you to take a small child into your home. Immediately agrees. Without asking her parents. Yeah. No, she's like, I'll go ask my father. Let's go ask my father. But I love this thing that as they're walking to the place, she immediately like starts to trust him and tell him her secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, heartbreaking secrets because we find out that she loves him, but she can't she can't express it. And neither could he. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope this I hope there's not a thousand episodes of them with unrequited love. There's not. They're just not in the same place. They they actually deal with the unrequited love stuff in London at one random point. Oh, really? Okay, so as he is about to come clean to her, which really would have changed the course of this show, Kogoro is so excited because he has got a job. And uh, it's a this rich man's daughter who was kidnapped by someone dressed in black, a.k.a. a criminal. Sure. <laughs> or again, me or one of my friends. Um, and before anyone notices, he has jumped into the car along with Kogoro. And Ron has jumped in after him, which is very responsible of her, actually, if she can't stop him from getting in the car. And I love that moment when he realizes they're there. <laughs> yeah. And I love uh, that moment where he has to like pretend to be a kid and just be like, what are kids excited about? Being in cars. just happy to be in a car yeah because he can't be like oh i followed you into the car because i wanted to come to the scene of the the mystery with you Mm -hmm. yeah this show is this show is so snappy it's so snappy it's so like economical it gets so much done it lays so much groundwork i i really like these two episodes (laughs) i will say the 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 more recent episodes i don't know from somewhere from like 500 600 or 700 on it's a lot less economical. <laughs> oh, no. There's a lot of repeating 
stuff and it and mm. doesn't feel as tight as it was early on it's still fun but uh mm-hmm. it's not as fun that can happen to disappoint you yeah that can happen that can happen you go on for a thousand episodes That's solving so murder episodes. after murder yeah. coming so up with episodes. trick after trick after trick yeah <laughs> not everyone's one piece it's okay so we very quickly learn the details of this kidnapping it's this company president we don't learn his name but his last name is tani and his daughter is akiko and she's 10 years old. She was kidnapped. Um, and the butler, a sow, saw the culprit. Uh, she was playing outside in the garden and this man in black appeared and he shouted as he was kidnapping her that the president has to shut down the company for a month if he wants to see his daughter again. He climbs a tree while carrying a child and escapes the garden. Now, this is the very first time he has to try to solve a mystery as a child. And what he finds mm-hmm. out is people don't generally respond well to six-year-old children who are asking questions about a kidnapping <laughs> or a murder or something like that. In fact, it was so shocking in Detective Academy Q when these teenagers were just able to get access to, to every crime scene they went to. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that Like now we're seeing the limitations of his new situation now where he uh, has to not only solve the mystery, but manipulate others to solve it with him. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we see just like the, the physical limitations he has to deal with, uh, where he, yeah, he can't fight a guy. He's trying to fight a guy and he can't do it. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a couple details in there. First, he has to solve this mystery. And I like that we see this, this moment where he is kicking, uh, the chip, one of the balls that was sitting on the lawn, uh, like a soccer ball and just balancing it while he thinks. And Ron is like, Oh, it's that thing Shinichi <laughs> does every time he thinks. Uh, we'll never see, we will never see Conan do this again. This is the one time we ever see him do this thing. It's not, it, it's framed as a, a thing he does, but I don't think Are we ever sure? see it happen again. I don't think so. Do they drop the soccer thing? No, no, not the soccer thing. No, no, no definitely no, no. not. <laughs> the soccer thing is vitally important. Does he become a soccer player? No. No. Oh. But he becomes a person who kicks things at people. Oh, yes. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so the other details about this this kidnapping. The butler is the only person who saw the culprit. The other people in the house heard the girl's screams but didn't see or hear anyone else. The butler has gray hair and glasses. Is that a clue? I wrote it down. <laughs> Uh, and that's kind of all that we get. And then, and then later on, they find that there's a the dog Jumbo who's right by the tree, who's very aggressive towards strangers, mm-hmm. um, but warms up to Conan right away. Mm-hmm. Now, Kogoro immediately says that it's someone from a rival company, and this is an example of him just being wrong. Well, he bases that off of a ransom call, right? Which the which the butler is like, wait, a, a ransom? That's that's impossible. There's got to be a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, what is going on here? Yeah. There's layers upon layers upon layers of deception. <laughs> this this gets a little weird quick. Uh, the dog thing is, is strange because we learn the dog hates strangers, but likes Conan. Uh, so it's one of those things where like, well, well you, just, you just proved that wrong. Like, you just, you, he's the exception that proves the rule? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but we just go with it. Because of course, of course, we have a giant dog and a little boy, so we want we want to see that little boy ride that giant dog like a horse. <laughs> uh, you know, give the give the audience what they want. Aren't horses just bigger dogs? Yeah, yeah, horses are bone mm. dogs. They're uh, just big bony dogs, and uh, <laughs> they have long tails. 
You can breed any dog to become a horse. You just need enough uh, time and, you know, uh, carrots. Watered every day. Yeah, you gotta water it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Sing <laughs> if to you it. Had a, if you had a bigger dog, would you let your do- you? No, you don't let your daughter ride on a dog. That's that's not safe for either the person nor the dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, if I had a, if I had a dog as big as and uh, I named it Jumbo, I would I would definitely let a, a small child ride that. Mm-hmm. Even the dog didn't enjoy it. Like by the end of that episode, <laughs> like you're seeing the dog like covered in sweat, and you're like, oh man, <laughs> they, they ran them all over the city. Also, dogs sweat through their tongue, so that's like, he's really tired. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> had a rough time. So, Conan has figured something out, and he kind of talks about it in a way that tips other people off. And Kogoro figures it out and asks the right question, which prompts the butler to explain that he w- planned up this kidnapping, and that she's just at a nearby hotel. And every time he tries to say why, we get interested in something else. Yeah. <laughs> But we go to the commercial break, and when we come back, they're still getting phone calls from 300 million yen from this guy who clearly has. We see him, and he's got this girl tied up there, and he's mean, and uh, everyone is confused. It's just a classic case of double kidnapping, you know, that yeah. that old trick of kidnapping a kidnapped child. Well, of, of, real, of real kidnapping of a fake kidnapping. Did I miss how this happened? They didn't explain how where the kidnapper found her or how he kidnapped Probably her. Probably no. alone in a hotel room. He sure knew a lot of stuff real quick. He recognized her as this guy's daughter. He's like, you know, a Bill Gates type. I don't know. Probably not a Bill Gates. Who's a lesser Bill Gates? Uh, I, I don't know. Who's the, who's the richest man in Philadelphia? Uh, Steven Starr? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, Steven oh, Starr. Maybe. Steven Starr's... I don't know if I could recognize Steven Starr on the street. I don't know if I'd be able to recognize him. I don't know what he looks like at all. Do we want to plan kidnapping <laughs> Steven Starr right now? Should we do that on this podcast? <laughs> or should we just move on? We should move on. <laughs> <laughs> Planning criminal acts on something that you're going to broadcast is not clever. No, not clever like Conan, who cleverly solves this case. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the the girl, while they're on the phone, shouts out what she knows about her location, which is that she's in a school storeroom and she can see a chimney. Conan grabs a map and, like, circles all the schools nearby in his head. But where did he get it? Where did he get the map? He's just holding it. A map store. What's that? He didn't get it from his head. It was made of paper. (laughs) Oh, for some reason I thought it was just like he memorized a map of the city. He does, because he he has a map of the city and he's looking at it. Maybe he pulled it out of the car earlier. He stole it from the cab driver. You know, if if you're a AAA member, you can go to any AAA station and get as many maps as you want. Like, they're free. You can just get some maps. Maybe he's a AAA member. Maybe. Yeah, they have they have no lower bounds on the age you can be to join AAA. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah. He was he was AAA age for a minute, maybe. Thought, my, How old is Shinichi? Uh, High school. 15, 16, 17, 14, 18. Great. Got it. All the possibilities. What about your daughter, Nick? <laughs> oh, my, my daughter is in tr- I was just going to do a bit. It's not worth it anymore. Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> AAA. <laughs> They'll get you out of any jam. And while you wait for them to come change out your tire as you're stuck on the side of the roadside, mm-hmm. listen to Dying Message, the detective anime mystery podcast. Yeah. AAA is sponsored by Dying Message Podcast. <laughs> and Dying the Message money is sponsored by AAA. Oh, wow. Cool. 
It's almost as if uh, that equals a zero-sum situation where nobody gets anything. (laughs) And the big theme song plays again as he rides away on the dog, and he goes to all these schools, but he can't find the girl. And then he's like, I've looked at all the schools that are near chimneys, but he sees a skyscraper. And it's one of those things where it's like kind of rectangular in its footprint, so it has two longer walls and two shorter walls. And it it doesn't have windows on its Mm -hmm. skinny sides. Mm-hmm. Which is a great way to design a skyscraper to make those people with those uh, offices happy. <laughs> and Noah, do you remember last episode's next Conan's hint? Was it skyscraper? It was skyscraper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how does the skyscraper help us solve the mystery? It helped Conan solve the mystery. It doesn't help us. <laughs> but yeah, he rides the dog around uh, to view the side. And it's this very fun scene where it slowly rotates. There's a lot of slow rotation in these early episodes. Uh, it's very nice. And it, he sees that from the side, it just looks like a black mass that a small child could mistake for a chimney and figures out what school is in direct line of sight. And when he gets to the school, he does a smart thing, which is makes the dog attack the person. Oh, <laughs> wait, we missed something very important. What did we miss? Does, we miss? Isn't this dog wearing a hat? No. Is the dog uh-uh. not wearing a hat? What dog <laughs> no am dog I thinking hat. of? There's no dog hat. <laughs> what dog are you thinking of? <laughs> I don't know. There's a dog that wears no, it's not wearing a hat. There's a dog in an anime that wears like um like a pilot's hat. Is there not? A pilot like a like goggles? Yeah. Like like are you thinking of Snoopy? <laughs> I'm yeah, not thinking of Are you thinking Aerial of Ace? Snoopy? You might be thinking about Snoopy. <laughs> That's all I can think of there. I'm not thinking of Snoopy. Dog in Are you an thinking anime. of Muttley? You're thinking of Muttley. Muttley Am I thinking yeah. of Muttley? <laughs> Does Muttley have a hat? Muttley Mutt- also has pilot goggles and yeah. a hat, yeah. Yeah, and he laughs like yeah. Well, this is embarrassing. My um, my powers of observation and recollection are poor. Have you been describing an episode of Wacky Racers this whole time? Do we need to restart the episode? <laughs> That's the best I can do. That's pretty good. And then, right, so the dog is attacking the man. And he introduces himself <laughs> to the girl as Edagawa Kona. Yeah, it's a, it's a hatless dog, which, why even bother? <laughs> I think that shows how brave that dog is to get in a fight without a hat. Mm-hmm. Right. The hat probably would give him like plus two defense or something. Exactly. So the he introduces himself to the girl, Zedagawa Conan, detective, which he has to cover up later mm-hmm. that he's introduced himself as a detective. But the guy gets free from the dog and he's like, I'm going to karate this guy or something. And this is what you were talking about earlier, Nick. He's like, oh, shoot, I'm small and slow and weak. Yeah. And he gets full-on steel baseballed to the torso. Yeah. Would absolutely crack a small child's ribs in an instant. Oh, yeah. It's a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> it's metal. It goes clang. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's this this part of the episode, like, brushes up so close to being uncomfortable. I don't, mm-hmm. think, it, I don't think it crosses a line, but I think it shows how poorly this concept could go in the wrong hands where, like, a little boy's solving very violent crimes and uh, dealing with violent criminals. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every, they've done a couple live action movies and specials and I think maybe one even one season series. And those are always set before he turns into a child with high school age yeah. characters. Good be- for this before reason. it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
you don't want to see a child to get beaten up in, in a live action thing. It happens occasionally, and it and it's brutal. This guy's gonna bring down the baseball bat and really injure him. Mm-hmm. But it is stopped by the power of karate and love. Ah, oh. mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. Ron shows up. Ron's awesome. Blocks the steel baseball bat with her forearm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which ow. <laughs> <laughs> Her bare forearm. Yeah. And then just just, just obliterates him. Uh, a bunch of quick punches, big kick, real fun. Yeah. Like, like I feel like if this was like a harem uh, anime, at this point, the boy would call her Gorilla Girl or something because she's so mm-hmm. strong. But instead, it's just, yeah, she's just cool and strong and uh, seems like a good, decent person. And has her own yeah. stuff going on. Like I, I'm, I, I like Ron as a character, I, at least so far. I don't know where this character goes in a thousand episodes. She mostly is the same character. The weird spike on her head gets bigger, though. <laughs> I did not yeah. notice she had a spike on her head. The weird, the weird. I guess it's supposed to be like her bangs are like anime oh, angled, but sure. it's like it's just like a big spike on the front of her face, and it just sure, gets yeah. bigger. It does. <laughs> um, and I, and then Kogoro walks in. Her father, detective, detective father. The detective who happens to be the father of Ron walks in and he just like gives a little baby kicks to the criminal. And it's like, I caught him. <laughs> I love that. It was me. <laughs> I solved this mystery. He's like, yeah, I got you. Um, I wrote and, big Yamcha energy. I don't know if that means anything to anyone. It, it's sure. pretty much a, re- a recurring theme throughout this, throughout this series that he gets credit for a lot of Conan's mystery solving he, he ends up becoming a very famous detective because of how good conan is at solving mysteries yeah and then we get this resolution scene when the daughters return to her parents what do we think of the parenting here <laughs> yes you asking me the parent well i'm not a parent apparently wow wow as as the uh, the resident parent of the the three of us um i will say <laughs> Ooh, ooh! I would be mad at that kid. Ooh, I would be <laughs> mad at that kid. Uh, to right, because the kidnapping was her idea. She yes. was trying to get her dad to spend more time with her, so that's why the demand was to close down his company for a month. Yeah, I would be mad at that kid. I would be mad at that butler. Uh, I would that butler at least fired. At least. Ah. <laughs> uh, if if my kid is lonely enough to be kidnapped. Uh, instead of kidnapping my kid, tell me, <laughs> tell me, <laughs> and I, I can, I'll, I'll take her to Australia if I'm rich. Well, I'm not gonna take her to Australia. I'm not rich. I'm gonna take her to Australia. This is, this is almost like a Christmas Carol sort of thing, you know, like business, heartless businessman learns his lesson by thoroughly spoiling his daughter instead of neglecting her. Yeah, that kid is not gonna grow up good. Like that... they're gonna go on a one week <laughs> trip to Australia. I want to go to australia was it one week or was it one month the the ransom was for a month to to take off work for a month and the 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 punishment that he gave her was taking her on a one-week trip to australia yeah that kid is Mm. done that that kid is gonna grow up spoiled and already rich and spoiled she gets a bad grade in college and kidnaps herself (laughs) and gives the professor a ransom note she's trapped in a universe where in a thousand episodes no time moves forward so she's she's gonna stay a kid forever it's fine that's true purgatory she she can't (laughs) the ending saga is pretty fun i think we're gonna talk about it in detail next week uh any remarks you need to make while you're here this week on the ending song nick i don't really remember it i i remember Mm. liking it i I think 
I think the uh, the images are very good. Let that one like that first image you see of him as a teenager and him as a child pop up when the song starts is cool. Seeing him with Ron like sitting uh, in chairs like having lunch is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's very and then just seeing all the gadgets and stuff that I know are coming up is fun. Yeah, did you talk at all first episode? Did you talk at all about the character designs? Not really. We should have. Do you want to talk Probably. about the, what do you want to tell us about the character designs, Nick? I don't know if I, I don't know if it's design specifically, but I think the art style is really cool, really good. I I like the chunky feet. I like kind of the big heads. I think Detective Academy Q had terrible designs and terrible <laughs> animation style, and I I don't think this one has like much higher production value, but I think just the designs are better. The the it's more interesting to look at. Yeah, this guy is Gosho Aoyama, who I think is mostly known because of this show, which is very popular and long running. And th- he's had a couple other little shows or spinoff shows, but uh, not a ton of stuff. And so not a ton of stuff in this exact style. After the credits, we don't really get a, a little, oh, we get a little sneak peek of uh, him being introduced to his class. He's going to be starting first grade. My question is, how do you enroll a completely identity child in elementary school, he's not identity list. <laughs> he has a name. <laughs> no birth certificate or parents, but <laughs> I don't know. There's always in anime like the mysterious person who shows up in class and then is it a villain or a hero or, or someone yeah. in disguise? Ghost, a sixth ranger, whoever. All sorts of fun stuff happening next week. We're going to be covering it next week on our podcast. And the next Conan's hint is ice. Could mean anything. Who knows? Could mean anything. It'll make sense after you watch that episode. I'm sure you'll be like, ah, ice. <laughs> the ice. Now, he, here's uh, <laughs> in our in our recurring segment now of trivia from the Detective Conan Wiki, which people have done a great job in making. Uh, in the English dub, the uh, the characters, Mister Tanny is Mister Tanner, or Mister Tani is Mister Tanner, and uh, his daughter is actually named Michelle Tanner. The girl who was kidnapped is Michelle Tanner. Oh. Which I'm not an Fun. expert, but I believe is the name of, of the Mary Kate and Ashley's <laughs> character on Full House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Michelle show. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here, here's a little uh, Nick Elmer trivia. Uh, I, <laughs> I just, um, I just recently realized that uh, the actress who plays uh, Scarlet Witch is not one of the uh, Olsen twins, but their younger sister. <laughs> I've been operating. Well, so you, knew, you knew she was related to the Olsons, but you thought it, she was a you thought she was a twin. I, I knew she the was third an twin. Olsen. Yeah, I did not know there was a third one, and that she was it. Mm-hmm. And that I, no disrespect to her, because I thought she was great the whole time, but I thought just one of them had broken out. I I, I <laughs> nope. did. I was actually surprised that no one knew that because I I knew that as she was becoming a character in the MCU as as Wanda. Recently, she's been in WandaVision, and I was reading that everyone on the internet was figuring this out. Is this a common thing? I didn't. I didn't know it was common. I... You're not the only one who who just learned of the mm-hmm. uh, Olsen family tree. Wow! Which sounds like a great show, the Olsen family tree. Mm. We talking oh, like what's sounds like a show? Okay, like the Osborns <laughs> type thing, like a reality show with a family. I don't know if it's a reality show or a sitcom. I haven't decided. Okay, they don't return my calls. So so Nick. It's, it sounds like you genuinely enjoyed it this time, and it wasn't a drudgery to come on our podcast, and uh, you're not going to write us any angry letters or anything. Anymore. No, no, letters. the letters will continue. The letters will continue. 
Um, I wish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this. I like the show. I, I can see why it's long running. I can I can see why it's popular. I can see why uh, this lasted for a thousand episodes and Detective Academy Q got canceled after one season. I kind <laughs> of I got a look from Noah, but I can see it. I can see it. Uh, yeah, very early on, the quality's there. This is good. It's snappy. It's fun. I like the characters. I like that uh, we're still discovering stuff. Uh, you know, obviously, like we're going to set up the whole kid gang thing in the next uh, episode, probably the whole school situation. I like that he has different worlds, different situations, uh, different problems he's got to deal with. It's good. It's good. I like it. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about him getting gadgets, though. Oh, my God. The gadgets are the best so part. So many gadgets. So many gadgets. Are they? Okay. <laughs> are they like one-time use gadgets or are they like he has these gadgets? Most he of them are recurring. Gadgets. There, There is like, for example, the fax machine lunchbox. Which only appears in one episode, the fax machine bento box. <laughs> like they introduce it and then they never use it again. <laughs> but Why? most of I them say- are over and over again. So yeah, we're having a blast, kind of revisiting this and watching this. Am I speaking for you when I say that, Michael? Is that correct? Ah, uh, yes, that is correct. But you are speaking for me. How dare you? Yeah, I know you two have been like hyping this for a while on the podcast. You do both in- like like the show. Yeah. It's one of the things we randomly talked about on like our second date that we connected over that we both enjoyed this thing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I, we spent most of our first date talking about Miyazaki movies. So you know. Oh, oh wow. You were spirited away to romance land. <laughs> the yeah. howls of the moving castle accompanied yeah. you on your second uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Porco Rosso's bouquet. Of- <laughs> Ah, flowers. <laughs> Look. Uh, anyway. <laughs> all right. The second wind also rises on the end of this podcast. That wasn't out yet. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I I know there's a lot of folks out there. Um, I'm hoping some fans of Detective Conan are maybe discovering our podcast for the first time. I encourage you all to let us know, you know, what you think. Uh, you can even send us an email at dyingmessagepodcast at gmail.com. You can go back and watch the second episode of Detective Academy Q and tell Nick whether or not he is justified in hating it so so vehemently and establishing that as his uh, podcast identity. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't hate Nick. it. I don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's even worse. <laughs> he nothings it, Noah. Oh, no. The, the, the creator of that show is going to hear you say that and he's going to be so sad. Well, I hope it encourages him to do something better next time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so send us that email. We'd love to read your thoughts about Detective Conan and all that on the show. Um, Nick, you're up to stuff. <laughs> no, no. What have you heard? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I've heard you're directing an improv group. Mm-hmm. Like, is, does that have a Facebook? How can people find out about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing a. I I'm directing a show. Michael's on it. It's called Smoke Break. Uh, it is on Twitch. You can watch it for free. We're, we're doing monthly shows. Uh, we got some other things in the works. We're going to start doing some more, uh, improv style shows soon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, our monthly show is every month. Um, that's a redundant sentence, (laughs) but, uh, if you want to know when it's happening, you can just follow us on smoke break improv on twitch.tv, or you can follow us on Facebook uh, same same URL, Smoke Break Improv, uh, and we'll post events when they're coming up. And uh, I 
I am incredibly proud of that project and uh, I, it's been getting better and better and better. And I think now's a great time to jump on. We are, uh, when's this coming out? May? We'll be on season three by that point. Wow. Uh, and who knows what that means because there was, who knows? A, there was a jump between season one and season two where everything kind of changed. So we could be in Colonial Williamsburg for all we know. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say right here, right now, <laughs> we will never be in Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> it's really refreshing to have things change in this time when like a lot of things have stayed the same, you know? Yeah. I appreciate yeah. what you're doing. Anything, anything else you want to tell people about? Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow, follow, uh, Philly and crowd on twitch.tv and on, uh, Facebook too. Uh, we're, we're short form improv group. Uh, we do shows every other Friday and then a quiz show, uh, alternating Fridays, uh, all really fun, uh, really silly. You can see me, uh, either hosting or doing short form there and, uh, follow my band on Spotify or Bandcamp, whatever you want to do. Science club. We're not the other science club. We're the punk band science club. What's the other science club? I, I think it's dance music. It's been a while since they put anything out, but uh, they still come up when you search for us. So, you know, whatever. It's a very generic name, so it was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and continue to support uh, things you can support. Uh, if you have it, the opportunity to uh, support local music, uh, find out when the next Bandcamp Friday is and buy some music from local bands. Uh, it's been rough for bands. Uh, they're not doing shows anymore, so uh, you could really help them out uh, by buying their music if you have the uh, have the means. That's what I got. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome, Noah. Thanks for hanging out <laughs> with us today. Thanks for chatting another episode two. You're our episode two guy. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does this mean that uh, I get to come back for uh, a future episode with uh, Katie and break the show again? <laughs> <laughs> I will consider it. I have ideas. <laughs> I have what ideas. episode was both... that? What episode was that for uh, Detective Anime Academy? I don't know, Q? remember what episode of Detective Academy Q it was. It, maybe episode eleven, or maybe episode fifteen, or something. Yeah, I think it was episode fifteen or something. But here's what we got to do: come back next week. We are going to be doing the third episode of Detective Conan slash Case Closed. So check that out. Um, and you can always stay up to date with what we're up to by following us on the social medias so dying message podcast on facebook at dying message pod on twitter then what you should do so that people know that you you how you feel about this because you might feel about our show the way that nick elmer feels about detective academy q or you might feel about our show the way that nick elmer feels about detective conan and uh, the only way that other people are going to know how you feel is if you rate us on apple podcasts or follow us um on whichever podcast medium you go to that spreads the word that like hey you thought our podcast was worth a listen maybe other people should check it out and then send us that email to dyingmessagepodcast at gmail.com we will read your questions your comments um your one minute mini mysteries that we try to solve Uh, we will read those on the podcast all right i'm gonna go about my day it's time to go oh no we can't go yet because nicholas uh the mystery of the bodily poop smell what's that about Oh yeah, so that this was uh, early, early, like I think second month of being a, a parent. I had to uh, change the daughter. Uh, had to go to work, and I could smell somewhere on my body. Somewhere there was poop. I could just smell it. 
and uh hate to hate to leave you with a cliffhanger but it was unsolved i went to work i could not find it i went to work you went to work smelling like poop yep it was on me somewhere didn't know where never found out isn't that what cologne is for <laughs> how strong do you think my cologne is that it can <laughs> how strong is the poop yeah baby poop was on me somewhere uh and i uh made that everyone else's problem as well uh very nice <laughs> no so is what i mean so that was so that that was a great uh noah that was a really good um low energy borat do you think you could give me a lower energy borat though Uh, my wife all right uh michael do you think you could give me a uh an even lower energy borat that's it <laughs> I don't know if that was a Borat or just your regular mumble guy. <laughs> All right, he had no Nick, energy, I don't. I don't want you to change the subject from the, this poop so so easily. Feel like it was a big enough deal that like when you were seeing people at work, you were like, "Just want to tell you what's going on. You might smell some poop. I don't know what's going on. It's my daughter. I got a baby." Or or did you just like not say anything and hope no one would notice? Did anyone notice? Uh, I'm sure everyone noticed, but I didn't tell anyone. Uh, I mean, oh, they were polite enough not to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, uh, what you're like at work, but I don't talk to people. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the cubicle. What chapter is that in, um, what chapter do you think in the ladies book of etiquette and manual politeness by Florence Hartley covers bodily poop smells? Um, how many chapters are there total? <laughs> Let's see if we can find out. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to say chapter. That is going to be 20. I'm going to say 20. All right. Well, chapter 20 is places of amusement. So that could be correct. Yep, it is correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing just a random guess here. This book sounds very progressive, uh, <laughs> but there might not be a chapter on talking to coworkers. Probably not. Well, it's it's for, la- <laughs> it's for ladies and it was written in um, 1860. Hmm. So probably not. No, it's uh, the Ladies Book of Etiquette and Manual of Politeness, a complete handbook for the use of the lady in polite society, containing full directions for correct manners, dress, deportment, and conversation, rules for the duties of both hostess and guests in morning receptions, dinner companies, visiting evening parties and balls, a complete guide for letter writing and cards of compliment, hints of managing servants on the preservation of health and on accomplishments, and also useful receipts for the complexion, hair, and with hints and directions for the care of the wardrobe. That's the whole title? Essentially, yes. Wow. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Their SEO must be great. (laughs) And that closes the case on this week's Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast, episode 34, in which we forgot to turn off our heat before recording the podcast. Podcast cover art recreated by Miriam Bloom. Music excerpted from Solve the Damn Mystery by Jesse Spillane. Thank you again to our mystery guest, Nick Elmer. Coming up, will Conan make good use of his first gadget? Can Mori Kogoro get a hold of himself? Who keeps letting children into crime scenes? All that and more when we next examine the scene of the crime for that fatal note, the dying message. Our pauses, how tall do you think I am, Noah? <laughs> I think you're probably I think you're probably between my height and Michael's height.
Okay. What a safe bet. What a safe bet, Noah. That's a, just a span of four inches. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a sloucher, so there, uh, that's that's a factor. But uh, yeah, I, you're okay. like I'm six five. You're, you're <laughs> no, no, you're not six five. I know you. I know you're not. I believe I believe we're similar heights, Noah. You and I. I believe we are okay. very similar heights. Okay, that explains why we have the same problems with pants, legs, and ground and the ground. Yeah, the ground's just too close. It's just too <laughs> close. To <it. laughs> Let, let me tell you about something uh, new I've been working on. It's called stilts. <laughs> Quarantine Eventually, hobby. we're going to talk Stilt. about anime, everyone. I apologize. No, we're for getting the... there. 